Welcome to Big Marv's World. People used to connect using the World Wide Web. They call the internet. We're different types of social media. Store the information sort of like encyclopedia. All right, guys. Welcome to Big Marv's Network. It is my new show where we are uh, featuring fellow entrepreneurs around the globe, getting their message out there, you know, seeing what they bring into the community. So in the time it takes to smoke a blunt, we're going to get to know someone. Oh, wow. See, I should have something to drink. Man, you talking about smoking a butt? No, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, if you want to go get something to drink real quick, feel free. Yeah, one, one quick second. I always got bottles. Uh, we wait for Jigga Jones to get his bottle. How's everybody doing out there in the digital land? Do me a favor. If you're watching this live, go ahead and comment live. If you're watching the replay, comment replay. Yeah, I didn't know this thing was going to be on the video because if I knew it was video, I, would, I had to take my shirt off because I was wearing a different shirt that was very, uh, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to embarrass you on that. <laughs> so for those, for those of y'all that are, that are curious. I had the N-word shirt on. I'm like, oh, no, borrow my shoulders to his friend. They might get mad and riot in his house where you'd be living. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So for those of y'all that are wondering, today we got on the show Jigga Jones. He is an internet personality spreading his own unique message to the people out there in the world. Um, go ahead, introduce, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, you know, I'm Jigga Jones, uh, number one, uh, well, I can't say, well, I don't know if I say that on your radio show. You say whatever uh, the fuck you want, we're unfiltered. Okay. I used to go by Jigaboo Jones, you know, number one nigger in America, you know, because the two most powerful words when you did a search on Google back in the day were nigger and toner, and both of which were black. So I decided to capitalize on that. And, you know, I sold over a million DVDs by just be saying I'm the number one nigger in America because everybody was searching <laughs> for it anyway. So when they popped up the word nigger, I, I was the first thing that popped up, you know. And so they were like, I got to see this DVD. And it was only, and this is like when people used to buy DVDs. So, you know, and, you know, I, they sold over a million DVDs, you know, and it was, it was crazy. And so then uh, I was on the radio up here in the Vegas and Al Charlatan uh, said that the word jigaboo was offensive. Remember, uh, they took <laughs> old boy Imus off the radio and all that stuff. And I've been, my grandfather called me Jigaboo, you know, because it, it, that's got its own story to it, too. That shit's know. hilarious. I don't even know the story, but it sounds hilarious. Oh, yeah, man, because uh, my, my grandmother, you know, she was, like, real clean with the house and everything. We used kids, me and my cousin, and um, she gave us some watermelon to eat, but she said, you guys got to go outside and eat it, because, you know, we kids make a mess. You know, you know kids make a mess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we sit on the front porch. And you got to remember, my grandfather was from like Yazoo, Mississippi. So he comes over and we see two niggas sitting outside eating, eating watermelon. He was pissed. <laughs> he was so mad. We couldn't. He was mad. 
But he was like, I don't want to put y'all I like to see the shit was eating watermelon. That's that's ever since then I was I was Jigaboo, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where the name came from. People said, Oh, white people named you Jigaboo. No, they didn't. You know, and so it stuck. And then um so anyway, after a while on the radio, Al Charlatan said Jigaboo was offensive. You know, Jigaboo ain't offensive to nobody since the nineteen forties. But uh, they uh, all of a sudden I had to had to be Jigga Jones to drop the boo because boo scares people, <laughs> you know. So they made me get rid of that on the radio. So I had to start over. I had built this big following. I was one of the first YouTubers to get over a million followers, <coughs> a million subscribers. It was the first time it ever happened because I was doing stupid stuff on the internet and I didn't realize you could get you could get arrested for what you do on it because back then you couldn't get arrested for what was on the internet. Nobody believed in it, you know. You can hit somebody in the head in the ATM and take their money and, and post it online, and people would laugh, and you never would have a case. Well, today, you can't do nothing online without the police or some armchair detective filling, filling some, something out. So, yeah, that that's where, you know, there's, there's a bunch of videos out there that, you know, where, you know, I did something, and then they came back later on me, like two years later. Mm. So yeah, I did a bunch of stuff. You know, I stand up for freedom of speech because I don't think that everything is racist. You know, I don't believe, I don't buy the narrative that black people are held down because if, if that was true, you wouldn't have a billionaire black woman, you know, named Oprah. You know, if the system was against everybody, you wouldn't have an Oprah. You wouldn't have a Will Smith. They wouldn't exist. Samuel L. Jackson wouldn't exist if the world was, if the country was so racist as they say it is, these people would not have, have Denzel like, Washington. Uh, <laughs> is there, we wouldn't have Denzel Washington. Hell no, you wouldn't. But you know, it's easier, and I know some people, man, I know some people have been to jail for doing dumb shit they shouldn't have done, but yet they blame everybody but themselves. You know, oh, it's the system. Oh, it's, it's this politician. It's that mayor. It's the police. You know, others say, hey, man, you hit a dude in the head and took their money on camera. That's why you're in jail. Yeah, but who invented that camera? The white man. That's what they did. <laughs> you know? So, so I've been saying that kind of stupid crap all the time. Yeah, and I spend a lot of time in and out of jail, you know, <laughs> you know, till you figure it out. So your goal is to utilize comedy but you're you're touching on like uh you know political subjects or like just trying to make people keep themselves accountable like like what do you do there with your comedy well yeah it was a big thing that was going around where um some boys that i knew were hitting tourists real hard in the la area they would this is back in the day like when cell phones were new they would take a gps device and stick it in the trunk of a car and then they'd rent well they rent a car put a GPS device in the trunk, make a copy of the keys, and then turn the rental car back in. So here in L.A., you know, they, they, these rental cars, they'd be recycling every weekend. So dudes would get in their laptops and trace these GPS devices wherever they was parked at. And, you know, we have a rental car. Where do you put your valuables? In the trunk. So you got the trunk key. They got their car parked. You bust the trunk open. You take a laptop. You take a suitcase and all this stuff. And so I'll tell you, I thought it was kind of fucked up. So I put a video out of me showing how to do this. Pissed a lot of gang members off. You know, they got mad at me. Stop showing people this. Stop showing people this. Well, I say, man, 
I think we should show people this because people didn't want to come to the city because they were getting ripped off and didn't know it. You, you on a trip, you know, you got so many moving parts in the trip. You got your kids over here, your suitcase over here. You got a rental car. You got a, you got a hotel room. You're trying to get to Disneyland. And all of a sudden you turn around, well, what's the laptop? I believe it. Kids get blamed for that. Oh, did you put the laptop in the trunk? Yes, I did. No, you didn't. It's not here. You know, but they didn't know that the nigga had found their car parked in Disneyland parking lot and took all their shit out. You know, <laughs> you don't you don't notice it. So I put videos out showing that when they were stealing from people's garages real hardcore. I did a video showing people the garages and say that I could break into your garage with a coat hanger, you know. And so, you know, a lot of like gang members didn't like me because I was exposing what motherfuckers was doing to make money. Uh, can, I, can I cuss on here? Did I mess you up or what? No, you good. You good. Okay. So I did a lot of stuff like that, you know, and, the, and you know, the hardcore game members didn't like me because I was exposing stuff, and they didn't like that. But I thought it was funny because if you could educate the average square through comedy, you show them something that's funny, and they laugh at it, they go, damn, I'll never do that again. I thought that was cool, you know, um, and it wasn't until, uh, God, until we started showing people about how you could rip off a car with a coat hanger back in the day that... Uh, you know, the police, uh, the police commissioner, you know, I got arrested on some bullshit thing, you know, doing stupid stuff when you were drinking. And um, police commissioner pulled aside and said, hey, I see what you're doing on YouTube. And says, you know, if you, if you let, if you work with us, I would love to do some stuff with you. So that big grand police chase that you saw that went through Long Beach was training for the police. You know, we see like 50 cop cars behind behind the car and all that, you know. So they said that they, we could film for YouTube doing it. And uh, so we had like a partnership between the LAPD and us, and we was doing comedy videos. And you see the police in the back window, the lights is going, you know. And we just, run out just educating people with the police. Yeah. And the police were training, you know, learning how not to shoot everybody if they stop. And uh, for us, we was getting a laugh. We were laughing like Scooby-Doo villains. And this was back when, um, when, when YouTube was paying us. And uh, so we did pretty good with that. I'm, I'm boring you with this. What am I talking about here? <laughs> so what are, you, what are you doing now? Are you still trying to partner up with people to, to utilize comedy videos to try, to try to educate on these subjects? Yeah, I want to do more of that. Uh, I, I, I take a, took a little bit of a break. You know, I was making some money, so I kind of got lazy. You know how people do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just kind of sitting back. And uh, it got to a point where now, you know, I've been banned off every platform way before Alex Jones got banned, Jigga Jones got banned. You know, back in 2010, you Google Compton Cookout. We used to have these things called Nigga Night, where we would have Hollywood makeup teams come out on top of thunder, turn everybody into a black person for a for a party. You know, everybody was black. And you couldn't tell who was who was and wasn't black only by looking in their ears because they see the little white because they wouldn't paint in your ear, you know. But man, we had this little skinny white dude did a little Wayne impression. It was the funniest thing we ever seen, man. Everybody had a good time. All the races were together, nobody was offended. And I think the powers that be didn't like that. They didn't like races to come together. They want to divide the races up. You know, they want to say, you're a black person, you're a Hispanic person, you're a white person. You guys have to have your own little groups, you know, and, and as the groups, okay, you're a gay guy, you're a straight guy, you're a dude who wants to be a woman, you're a woman who thinks you're a man. Let's split everybody up. You know, we had everybody together partying and having no, no problems. And I think that was what the problem was. They didn't like that.
So you're so you're creating videos that are fulfilling state. You know, um, what what would it be like? Like racial profiling, basically, where people are saying, you know, that isn't really an issue, but you're taking these issues and highlighting them in these videos on purpose, using comedy to basically spread awareness about it. I get yeah, that, right? pretty much. You know, when people realize, when once people realize, and I've got to like some dudes, you laugh. The people from WhitePower.com used to be really good friends with me because I showed them that we're the same. The, the dude who drives a truck, who acts stupid, who drinks beer and drives dumb, there's black people to do that too. And as soon as I showed the hardcore rednecks that there was black people and Hispanics who did the same thing, you know, they, they flew out here to, uh, well, at the time I was living in LA, they flew out to Compton to come meet me. The dude, Steve Meistrap, and uh, the dude that ran whitepower.com, you know, came out and met with us there in Compton, drank with us and, and laughed. And you're talking about a dude that was Mr. Nazi man and all that crap and you know, the hang niggas and every whole thing. He had a good time and he really admitted that he had, he had listened to some stuff and it turned out not to be really what it was. Cause you know, he, he watched all the movies and TV. And then when he came out and hung out with us, he was smoking dope and hanging out and drinking. And you know, he had a good time. And, and he realized that, you know, he is having just the same kind of good time that he was having with us that he has with his boys. And then he basically shut that whole whitepower.com bullshit down after that and just shut it down. No shit. Yeah, you look at this girl today. He, he shut that bullshit down. He's raising his kids, man. Well, you know, that's funny. Like, when you get older, you realize more and more, like, you know, what's important. Like, you develop your why, you know, your sense of purpose while you wake up every day to, uh, to really push yourself to go further. Yeah. If you don't mind sharing with the with the audience, what what's your why? You know, like what motivates you every day to to get out there and spread your message? Okay, well, you know, when I was little, you know, um, I was raised up by some people in the street, and I did a bunch of stupid crap. You know, burglarizing houses, uh, robbing cars, gambling with folks, street gambling, crooked gambling, and all that stuff. And now, like, you know. I look at that. There's so much opportunity for people, you know, of any color, of any age, of any, you know, socioeconomic status that you don't need to do that shit no more. You can find out what's important. You know, I found this out. The dude was telling me about the computers and then I had to fill in the work program for LA, you know, where I could get out of jail if I learned how to use a computer. And I was like, okay, I'll use a computer. I might be able to take some credit cards with it. <laughs> you know? So, uh, once we found all that out, and I said, wow, I said, people don't have to risk getting shot, stealing shit from people that, that can't afford you to take their shit, you know, because you can put a, a video together, do an ad. You know, I've done a couple of them ads, and I just did one for a scooter shop here in, uh, here in Las Vegas. You know, uh, you can do a little ad, you put the digital ad out there, and, and you, can, you can narrow it on down to where you don't, need to, you don't need to be a crook to make good money now. You know, the, the time is where you can get on this computer, man, and you can put you some digital ads out there and you learn that showcase. If you do the YouTube thing, do the YouTube thing. If you're doing the faggot book or Facebook, whatever, you can do that. You know, Snapchat's got a pretty good uh, advertising platform on it. So, yeah, you know, if you get and I showed, I, I have this thing called saveblackboys.org where we show these young kids how to do exactly the same thing. You know, we show them about digital ads, YouTube ads, all that stuff. So, 
going to that Billie Jean conference, you know, in September helped me sharpen the pencil of my game. You know, I was doing pretty good. You know, I was doing like a, like a dull Sharpie doing it. And I was, I was, I was, you know, 50% right, 50% wrong, you know, and went to his thing there and uh, man, sharpen that up. And now, now it's like, anytime I hit it, it's like, boom, it's out the park. So you would say your your why is you know watching your community and fellow people that you're helping, you know be be able to change and utilize these skill sets to uh, you know basically craft a craft the life they want to live versus ha- having to pick up old habits or you know bad habits being a crooked crooked shit trying to make money. Yeah, you don't. You, know, you can just you just hustle on a laptop now. You know? That's it, and you ain't gotta hurt nobody. You could be you could be totally legit. You know, and you can hang your head up and not have to worry every time you get on a plane when they run your license. <laughs> you have to be looking, motherfuckers be like, "Oh, it's like here you go." No, don't don't hand it to nobody. <laughs> you know, or going to the post office, you don't want to see your picture hanging up. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was what people was afraid of. You know, especially the hood because they had the the ten most uh, notorious gang members hanging up, and you didn't want your face to be. You walking in there. That's why I wear glasses to this day. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, but all right. Well, go go ahead and tell the people where they can find you, and uh, so they can follow you and take a look at your content. And yeah, they finally let me back onto Instagram. I was banned off Instagram for two years, and they finally let me back on it. Um, Jigga Two Jones, uh, Jigga the number two, and then Jones on it. Or you just search for the guru of the ghetto because that's my new PC title because NBC wasn't going to stand behind number one nigga in America. They didn't like that. <laughs> it was like, no, we're not pushing it. <laughs> you know, and then we changed it to Negro of the world. They said, no, no. And so we had to come up with guru of the ghetto. And that was my original uh, name when I was doing radio up in, uh, over there at KRBZ in Kansas City. You know, they wouldn't let you say jigaboo. They wouldn't let you say nigga. You couldn't say nothing. So guru of the ghetto is all I could be, you know. Okay, so D- Jigga Two Jones on Instagram. You got a YouTube channel? Yeah, that's it. Jigga Two Jones. Jigga Two Jones. There you go. He knows this thing. Well, you know, I, I got tired of like when you get somebody on Facebook. It's you know, it's uh Devin Riley, and you try to find them on Instagram, and it's you looking for Devin Riley, you don't see him. You see the hot man of the desert. Like who the how the hell else? <laughs> <do I find him? laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn. Yeah. You look at if you look up Marvin Knight, it's Marvin Knight on every platform. So, and that's that's what I started doing. Just Jigga Jigga Two Jones, you know the Jigga Two sounds like Jigga Boo, and people remember. <laughs> All right, any last words for the audience before we cut out of here? Well, tell people to to hang out with Big Marv because Big Marv is doing it right and he's keeping it tight because he believes in motherfuckers, and that's that's why I like this dude. You know, all the people that came in his bare feet. To the thing there, you know, <laughs> the Big Marv was the dude. He was real from from like beginning to end, and that's why I like Big Marv as my friend. You would too. <laughs> I, and on that note, guys, thanks for tuning in to Big Marv's Network. Don't forget to tune in next week, where we'll be meeting another exciting entrepreneur and getting some some more messages out there. I'll see you guys later. Thanks again, Jacob, for being on the show. One love, guys. <laughs>